happy Tuesday, everyone. What is up? Welcome to Speak Now Pro Wrestling. It is January 24th. I'm Denise Salcedo. You're watching Speak Now Pro Wrestling. I already said that. We're talking about WWE NXT here today. And I got to tell you, everyone, uh, this show to me feels like a stranger. And the reason I say that is because the last two weeks, uh, you know, we've had news breaking. And so the last two weeks, I haven't spoken about NXT. Uh, my last Tuesday, the not, not the last Tuesday, but the Tuesday before that, two weeks ago, we were here because of the rumors and everything that went down. And I had probably one of the craziest uh, live streams I've ever had. And then, you know, this past Tuesday, we had some breaking unfortunate news. And so then I didn't do my podcast that day. So now I'm finally back here today to talk about NXT. And it's so weird because even though I've only missed one episode of NXT, I feel so out of the loop. I feel like a stranger. I, I went into today's show and for the most part, like everything was still the same, you know, and thank God they did a great job of filling me in on the blanks but there were like two things that happened on today's show where I was like what when that happened oh shit what's happening here so I had to kind of play a little bit of catch up here uh literally based off of one show that I missed I just felt like so much went by uh but we are gonna go ahead and talk about NXT because we are uh we got one more NXT show before NXT Vengeance day but we are working our way to that show but for the most part it was nice to kind of uh you know watch nxt today and get back into the groove of tuesdays and you know be able to talk about uh you know this this show because i feel like even though i know nxt is on the lesser popular side of things i know that but i feel like we've really kind of established a a, a little thing here we got something going where we kind of got into the groove of things with the nxt and and you know it, it, it i feel like i need to get back on track here but uh, we got a couple of super chats to kick us off here today and then we'll go ahead and jump right in uh, we got a super chat here from Darf Steven who says I will never go to the NXT parking lot alone so I will tell you when I got to go to the uh, NXT performance center and all of that I, I went to the parking lot and I was like wow this is the infamous parking lot right here. What is up? I don't know how I made it out alive, everybody. I was waiting to get kidnapped. Uh, I did not. Uh, nobody wanted to mess with Hollywood Salcedo, so thankfully I made it. But uh, I don't know if I'll make it a second time. Uh, thank you to Steven for sending in this super chat. We got Nick Grosso who sends in a very generous super chat saying, Tiffany Stratton looks so good in the ring tonight. She had she has superstar written all over her and that last segment was painfully obvious i knew Gigi and jc were not breaking up oh i'm so embarrassed okay i'll talk about that later on uh for so okay i feel that because i missed last week's show i think i might have seen the gg jc thing being a swerve as being more obvious but because i missed last week's show I thought, oh, okay, they broke up. And so I was fully under the impression that they broke up. And so thus, the swerve ended up working working on me, man. I was fooled, but I'll talk about that later on. Uh, Nick Grosso kicks us off with Tiffany Stratton, and I think that Tiffany Stratton is definitely the place where we need to begin because that was the opening match of tonight was Indy Hartwell versus Tiffany Stratton. Now, 
if you have been here before on our NXT shows, you know, for the most part, we've been a fan of Tiffany Stratton now for quite a bit. Um, Once she really got like, it was two things. So when we first started seeing her, you know, instantly we were like, oh, she's got a good look. They gave her a really good character in terms of, I remember one of the things that I said in regards to Tiffany Stratton and her uh, character early on, like when we first started seeing her was that she got some, she had to me, in my opinion, she got a very, very easy character to do. And the reason I say that is because there are so many characters in pop culture that she can literally pull from and reference from and incorporate into her character. And we quickly saw her pick it up after all of those vignettes that she was doing early on. And then uh, before we knew it, one of the things, because we had already seen that Tiffany Stratton was athletic. We already knew that. But week after week, we started to see her piece that athleticism into her wrestling very, very nicely. And so you saw this very quick, almost, I'm not going to say overnight, because overnight won't, you know, kind of discredits her a little bit. But it was sort of an overnight type of deal where you saw Tiffany Stratton, you know, coming in developmental, this and that. And we saw a quick improvement uh, in her in ring work very, very quickly where she became a favorite. And now you're looking at her. And you know, that the second she starts working with girls that are more advanced and that, you know, she can uh, tell a better program with, you just know she's going to just get, get better and she's going to continue to improve to the level where uh, down the road, we could see her, you know, main eventing and being one of the top women in WWE. So it is very nice to start to see that because she's got she's got the character down now. And I feel like she can even do a lot more with it. And then on top of that, the in-ring stuff is definitely coming together. Like some of the people that we were talking, like some of the people that I was chatting with today on Twitter about the show, they brought up some good points. I had one person on Twitter first of all, who uh, made sure to shout out her moonsault because she had a very nice moonsault here tonight. But another person on Twitter pitched an idea because this is what this is what um, a person on Twitter said, and I kind of like this idea. Uh, someone on Twitter said that they wanted to see Tiffany Stratton um, basically lead a, uh, you know, a faction, kind of like what Mandy Rose was doing with Gigi and JC. And I like the idea because Tiffany Stratton has the very, you know, she's Regina George. She is, you know, Alicia in freaking Clueless, Cher. She is, she is that character. And so it's so easy to pluck her into a role like that. But, um, the match itself, we got Indy Hartwell going in on the attack on Tiffany Stratton right away before she can even complete her entrance. And I like that because you need to see some fire from Indy Hartwell. And we did see some of that fire uh, in Indy. It was quickly taken away. Tiffany Stratton pretty much got, you know, got got the ball rolling on her side really, really quickly into this match. And um, she was able to get things in her, uh, you know, going in her favor. Booker T had me cracking up during this because he was so over the moon on Tiffany Stratton. It was very hilarious. At one point, he was talking very fast and he started talking about how gorgeous she was and, and how beautiful. I thought he said her top was going to be or something. And then next thing you know, he's like, so beautiful, so beautiful. Oh, and then he switched to her in-ring stuff. It was so funny because one second he's talking about how beautiful she is. And I'm still thinking he's talking about her being beautiful. But then he had quickly transitioned into talking about her actual in-ring stuff. But it was so funny the way the whole uh, little transition uh, ended up ha ha happening here. 
So Tiffany Stratton gets the win. She fakes an injury. This distracts the referee. This distracts Indy Hartwell. And she's able to go in there, hit her moonsault, and get the win on Indy Hartwell. But here's another thing that I want to bring up about Tiffany Stratton or something rather that I'd like to see happen with her on NXT. One of the things that we have been seeing on NXT is we've seen uh, certain people from the main roster kind of go and do like a quick little program with, uh, you know, with the talent there. We saw AJ go and do something with Grayson Waller. We saw Natty and Cora. We saw, uh, you know, right now we're got our tag team champions, the New Day. They're down there. Uh, we've been seeing a lot of this, and I actually feel I would love to see, and I don't have a specific name or anybody, but I would like to see one of the women from the main roster maybe come in and just, you know, do a couple of things with Tiffany Stratton because I feel that's, like, the thing that Tiffany Stratton uh, can kind of continue to level her up is now getting, you know, that 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 rub from somebody on the main roster just sort of like we've seen with other people in the past so i actually think that would be an awesome idea for tiffany stratton whether she got into a program with one of the main roster girls on nxt or if she was leading a faction maybe even Gigi and jc who the hell knows um i think they can go about it that direction now in terms of indy hartwell i do want to touch on indy very quickly because she is pretty much the only person from the way that is still down in nxt and that's the thing like i feel kind of bad for her because you know for a second when they were doing everything with the way she was really the person that really stood out and i felt she kind of benefited the most from the actual program because she got very popular off of it and people really uh, dug her personality and her character and the stuff that she was doing with Dexter Loomis and Index and all of that, right? I feel kind of bad though, because I feel like Indy's kind of stu stuck like in a box right now. And I almost feel like she needs to break out and do something different. I think they need to switch things up with Indy Hartwell, because if not, like we're kind of seeing the same exact thing over and over with her. So I would like to see something different from Indy, especially if we want to see her down the line, go to the main roster and get out of NXT since she's been there such a long time, or even get her to that main rot to that main title picture. I do think they need to kind of spice something up think of something new uh to do with indy hartwell because she does have the personality and the fans want to root for indy hartwell she can the fans the fans tend to get on her side very easily and so that is one of the things that i think they need to do with indy it's kind of maybe I don't want to say repackage her because I don't want them to do some like crazy outlandish idea that's just too, too, too niche. I, I just think they need to kind of spice things up just a tad bit there uh, in regards to Indy Hartwell, just so that, you know, she can get out of where she's at right now. Um, but either way, things are looking up for Tiffany Stratton. But we got a super chat here from Sheldon Jackson. Thank you so much to Sheldon who says, Hey, Denise, love all your work, but question, how many NXT talents do you think will, will be in the Royal Rumble matches this weekend? I don't know. And for the men, for the men, I don't think many. If there's if there's going to be any of them, I would say maybe like one or uh, two. I'm not expecting very many, especially because they kind of already showed uh, at least like half of the guys that are going to be in the men's rumble when they showed that graphic, they pretty much showed a bunch of people that are already going to be uh, in it. So I feel like there's less spots for the women. There's definitely tons of spots uh, to bring in some NXT talent and get some, you know, some bodies up in there. And I think that, you know, some of the people that I would like to see and that I think could go in there and have some quick little moments and get some nice reactions. It's simple. You can do uh, Alba Fire. She's definitely one of them. I would go with Gigi and JC. Um, I would even say.
say, uh, I don't know about Roxanne since she's the champion. Maybe, I don't know. I would say maybe yes, maybe no. I don't know. But um, definitely Cora Jade's another one. I'm trying to think. Tiffany Stratton, I think they could have her go in and do like a quick little spot or something. I feel like there's definitely enough women on NXT if they wanted them just to get a little pop, a little reaction, get some buzz going. Um, there's definitely quite a few that they can uh, do that with. Uh, even Indy Hartwell, because she is, you know, a little bit more so known than some of the other girls because of her, uh, you know, how long she's been on NXT. I do think that's somebody as well that we can see, you know, in that position. But let's see uh, what else people are saying. Thank you so much to Sheldon, by the way. Uh, Jordan Booth sends in a super chat saying Tiffany Stratton hasn't missed a beat and that moonsault is a thing of beauty really hope she appears in the rumble I think so too she can just come in get like uh, you know just get a little bit of it, usually that happens right you know that's what we tend to see we see somebody come into the rumble they hit a couple of spots and the next thing you know they fade into oblivion and they get mixed in there with all the bodies and then we see the next person coming through oh it's very easy to do that with a lot of the girls just have them come in get some cool moments some little especially with the nxt girls get let them have some cool moments maybe tease some stuff with the main roster girls just for you know just to get us you know talking and buzzing and whatnot uh, so there's a lot of little things that i think that they can do to get creative with this so uh thank you so much to jordan booth for sending this in heidi ho sends in a super chat thank you so much to heidi who says tiffany has a very bright future super athletic great look good promo total package completely agree and she's only getting better and keep in mind that she was gone for a bit uh due to injury and she kind of picked up the uh you know she picked things up very very fast and right now there is the spot like there is a spot to be the top you know heel a female on NXT, you know, you got Roxanne, who's like the ultimate baby face, like absolutely nobody can hate Roxanne. Uh, and then you got Tiffany Stratton, who is very easy to her character is very easy to hate on, because she's supposed to be, you know, this bougie know it all kind of gal. Uh, I love it, though. I love it. Uh, thank you so much to Heidi Ho for sending in the super chat as well. Um, okay, so let's go ahead and press on from here and talk about some more of the items that um, we got more people bringing up that Wendy Chu should be in the Royal Rumble. That is definitely a really good shout because Wendy Chu, and we're going to talk more about her in just a second, but Wendy Chu, she would be great for a spot in the Rumble. And you can also do something like comedy wise with her. I think that would be really fun. So next up, we got uh, Chase University and all of their shenanigans that they come out and do. So basically, Thea Hale, who I love. Oh, that would be Thea Hale's another one. You, you know what? Let, let me just say this right now before I get carried away in another direction. I do want to say this. Uh, I think NXT has done a really good job of getting us excited ab about a lot of the women on the show. Like, There's a bunch of these girls here that I know that in a year, two, three, whatever, um, that they're going to be, you know, big names in uh, on Raw or SmackDown, whatever. Uh, and I'm excited about people's futures here. Like, I'm excited about Tiffany, who we've been talking about a lot. I'm so excited for Cora Jade. Roxanne Perez, especially seeing how quickly things have blown up for her. Thea Hale, she's become an instant likable character, and she's, you know, different. Uh, she's doing something different. You got all the other girls, like Kiana James is another one. Felon Henley is another one. Ivy Nile, who's getting, uh, you know, just, she's a very unique 
look on top of uh, what she can do in the ring. And, and there's more that I can't think about right now. But um, so Ruka, who closed out the night, Isla Dawn, uh, Alba Fire, still one of them. They have a lot of women on this show that you know can contribute and add in positive ways. And you know they're going to be like having some pretty good, uh, some pretty good futures and whatnot. So yeah. I'm pretty excited about that. But anyway, so we got uh, Thea Hale was being rewarded for getting a win on last week's show. And it's supposed to be, uh, it's fashioned after a graduation ceremony. And she's out there, uh, you know, Andre Chase gives a speech. And then there's, you know, a chant for Hale. And she's given her award. And she's doing her little acceptance speech when uh, she's, we get the interruption of J.D. McDonough. J.D. McDonough comes out and he is basically, you know, trashing the ceremony. And he ends up basically kind of, you know, we still don't know what's really going on here with Andre Chase and Duke Hudson. The last I remember, Duke Hudson still seems to be kind of playing Andre Chase. Like we haven't been necessarily trusting Duke Hudson. And that's something that J.D. McDonough touched on. This led, this then led to a match between Andre Chase and J.D. McDonough. Um, this wasn't like bad. It was okay. It was fine. I love the clothesline from JD McDonough. I love the, uh, I let me put over, I'll put over Andre Chase here for a bit. He had some good moments. The high knee that he did. I love how he hit a knee on JD and JD just quickly got him back with a head, but that was good. Uh, we do see JD McDonough get the win. He had to get the win. I probably would have been out here rioting. I would have been rioting had Andre Chase defeated JD McDonough. I know everybody here loves Andre Chase, but I, I don't want to see him defeat JD McDonough because I see JD on a different level here so um I probably would have been super pissed but this was a fine little match it was okay and it didn't hurt anybody thumbs up we got a super chat here from Heidi Ho who says Denise you got to do chase you for Halloween this year oh god actually that's very doable because all I would have to do is put my hair up do the bald cap and I could actually get those little guy wigs and I could be Andre Chase and then all I would need is the sweater and the pants and a little thing. Oh, it's very, it's a very easy costume to pull off, actually. Uh, you, you, but I already, yeah, I might do that. I don't know. Let me think about it because I already know what this year's costume is going to be. Uh, for those of you who don't know, I love Halloween. I really, really love Halloween. And I always, you know, kind of go, I don't want to say all out. But I kind of try to go all out for my costumes each and every single year. <laughs> some of them hit, some of them don't. Uh, last year, I did so many. I did Scott Steiner. I did Seth Rollins. I did, who else did I do? There was so, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Brandon Cutler. And then, then this year, I just did Sami Zayn because I ran out of time and I didn't have time to plan for your costumes. But this year, I already have the costume that I'm going to do, but it's going to be a little hard to pull off. But I could do Chase You for the NXT post show. Someone remind me once we get closer to Halloween time. And if he's still on NXT, I'm assuming he will be, but just in case. Uh, Steven Marchulli sends in a super chat saying, "Did you do you see Bodhi coming back in the storyline? I don't know, guys. I don't know. Honestly, I really don't know. Um, this one's a tough one. You know, he's gone. And it was really sad too. The, when, the week after, the week after where Thea Hale was like, who's going to wave the flag? And there was nobody there. It got a really uh, kind of a heartbreaking reaction from the, from the crowd there. Uh, thank you, Stephen Marchulli for uh, asking, sending in a super chat, by the way. I appreciate that. Um, okay, so after this, we got into a little bit of story here. And I mentioned earlier that – 
Um, one of the things that threw me off, there was two things that threw me off on the Today Show. One of them was this specific thing because I, because I didn't watch NXT last week. I didn't know what the hell was going on between Fallon and Kiana. Because I mean, the last time I checked, they were they were not friends. You know, they were the whole bar thing, the whole, you know, uh, Kiana wanting to buy her bar, Kiana buying her bar, them having their match and this and that. And so then all of a sudden I'm like, wait, why are they teaming on today's show? So that completely threw me off. I didn't know why they were teaming or anything. So this was the one thing where I had to kind of like, you know, try and catch up here. But we ended up seeing Felon and Kiana versus Ivy, Niall, and uh, Tatum Paxley. And these are all girls that I mentioned earlier that I think are, you know, to get excited about for sure because they've quickly, they've, they've made sure you're seeing them on a consistent basis. And I think that definitely helps too. They're not going in and out. We're seeing a lot of them. And um, I like this guy. So again, we're getting, so we ended up getting this match here. And it wasn't bad in terms of there was a lot of good tag team from uh, from from both sides, actually, mainly with Kiana kind of playing a little bit dirty because she uh, ended up pulling the hair of Ivy Nile. And that basically kind of led to her um, to her, you know, losing the match and us seeing Fallon and Kiana pick up the win here. But they kind of have like this weird dynamic because Fallon Henley doesn't really want to be friends with Kiana James here like she seems very bothered by this and even later on in the show her buddies were all like oh we made a match with you guys are going to be challenging for the uh for the tag team titles at Vengeance Day and Kiana was uh I mean sorry Fallon was a little bit upset by it she didn't really like the idea of it uh later on at the end of the night we did find out that they we are going to see them compete for the women's tag team titles I'm expecting them to win to be honest because I I love Casey and Kaden but I have to say the exact same thing I always say the action with Casey and Kaden is great their in-ring action, great, but they have not given us anything really to grab a hold of with Casey and Kaden. And I always forget that they're tag team champions. Always. Every week I forget. Every week I watch the show, except for last week. But uh, and every week I forget that they're tag team champions because the characters, it's just, it's just, it's the characters are a little bit um, you know, there's just nothing to grab a hold of a hold of. I love seeing them go out like they're the team that every time they come out, I'm like, oh, yeah, I like them. And then they go out there and they do a pretty banger of a job like in ring stuff like they're great. They're fun to watch. They, you know, Casey always hits her uh, her 450 this and that. But uh, normally it's just one of those things where I feel like they tend to be forgotten about just a little bit. So I do want to see Felon and uh, Kiana kind of maybe take those titles from them uh, as much as I like Casey and Kaden uh, I do want to see Felon and Kiana kind of have this can they coexist oh I hate myself for saying that I really do can they coexist storyline that they have going here oh please I do not want to hear those words I hate myself for saying that um either way um there was some good moments too. I want to highlight Ivy Nile for a second because throughout this we saw um, there were some moments where Ivy was getting fallen with a couple of strikes. I thought she looked really good. Um, I feel like Ivy, because I remember when, when we first started seeing Ivy Nile uh, come into NXT 2.0 and all of that, they were keeping her matches very, very short. Like she looked impressive because her look was always impressive, but they were keeping things very short and very brief with her. And this time, and you know, 
since then, we have seen just so much more. And today, during this particular match, uh, she stood out to me in terms of having more confidence in the ring. And I'm sure she got it way before this match. It was just so happened that I noticed it during this match. Uh, she just seems a little bit more well-rounded. I don't know. I feel like before, I was only really expecting one thing from Ivy Nile. And now I feel like I'm getting a little bit more... Uh, from Ivy Nile, which is kind of making me a little bit more interested uh, in her as a performer. So I really like that. Um, but we do see Felon and Kiana win, and we are going to see them challenge for these uh, women's NXT tag team titles. And I think they're going to win. I, I, I think they should win. Let me rephrase that. I think they should win because they have a story. They both have, a, you know, a dynamic that I think can work because they're kind of, they're very, they're different but they're also kind of similar in a way. They're not too different from each other. We got a super chat here from Heidi Ho. Thank you so much to Heidi Ho who says, we haven't had a coexist storyline in a while. It's time. I feel like we just had one, but I can't think of who it was or what it was, or it might've been something else that I was watching. Nah, you know what? Never mind. It was something else that I was watching where there was a coexisting storyline, but that was something else. Um, <laughs> okay, now I'm already confusing everything that I'm seeing. I watch so much TV on a weekly basis for work and just in general that I'm getting confused already. Um, but either way, um, I agree though. It's been a while, but I don't want, they're not gonna, I don't want them to like harness, like to harp on it though. I don't want it to like cost them matches or anything like that. I kind of want it to be where they just get on the same page. Yeah, they're different, but I don't want it to be the whole per the whole purpose behind the match. Like, I don't want to see that. I don't want it to be so can they coexist? Oh my God, they didn't coexist during this. Nah, I don't want, I don't want it to be that strong. Like give me a, um, a soft sense of the coexisting, a soft, soft. Uh, thank you so much to Heidi Ho for sending this in. Alrighty. And let's go ahead and move on from this. Um, we did get a backstage segment that was pretty funny between the New Day, Idris and Malik. And uh, <laughs> so they're kind of, I guess, bonding backstage sort of. And the new day starts telling them like, oh, you guys have been doing for, you guys have been doing a good job. So Malik and Idris basically ask for a title shot at Vengeance Day. And the schism comes in and they start saying, oh, well, you know, we want a title shot. So the new day basically announced that they're doing a tag team invitational next week. It's going to be a triple threat. Whoever wins that is going to be added to the Vengeance Day match. Um, so this was fun. But my favorite thing about this, though, it was a little thing. It, it was something so funny. Like, I don't know how many people thought this was funny, but I did. <laughs> Woods <laughs> was singing uh, the Cranberries. He's all... Like he was telling them to leave. So he started going, do you have to let it linger? Do you have to like go away? Do you have to let it linger? Set me to the moon, guys. This set me to the freaking moon, okay? Because that stuff that you can tell isn't written. Like that is, uh, how do I explain? That's like improv shit. I love that. Uh, that's something that only like the New Day can do where they're like, who would have thought about that? Like, who would have thought to be like, oh, do you have to let it linger? Go away now. Goodbye. I'm going to use this now. I'm going to steal this from now on. Anytime someone takes up my time, do you have to let it linger? Love that song. 
oh, that was my favorite part of NXT today. Um, all right, so let's go ahead and press on from here. And uh, let's get into um, let's get into Apollo Crews and Carmelo Hayes. So Apollo Crews is uh, getting his beard groom at the exact same place that Carmelo Hayes goes to. So they got a little bit of beef there, you know? Can't just come up on a man's territory and whatnot. You can't just do that, okay? You can't. So this leads to some back and forth, which I really loved. I kind of felt like Apollo Crews didn't hold his own here. Uh, I thought Carmelo Hayes completely outshined him in this because Carmelo basically told him that he's a younger more athletic version of Apollo and Apollo didn't really have a good comeback. He really didn't like Carmelo Hayes was making a bunch of good points about how, you know, Apollo's already had his run on the main roster and, you know, now he's there and this and that. I thought that Carmelo Hayes made a lot of sense in this and Apollo didn't really have a good comeback. Like he gave some comeback and I forgot what it was, but, um, that, there you go. That proves my point. I don't even remember what it was because it wasn't a good comeback. And they tried to make it like a oh moment, but it didn't hit. Oh, yeah. He said, oh, yeah. He told Carmelo Hayes, yeah, the belt would look nice on you, but it would look nice on me too. What? <laughs> that wasn't funny. <laughs> that wasn't a sh that wasn't like a great line. So I did kind of feel bad for Apollo there for a bit because Carmelo Hayes completely wiped him out in this promo thing that they had backstage. Uh, so they are going to be in a two out of three falls match that is going to be taking place at Vengeance Day. So this was all good stuff here. Good stuff. All right. Um, after this, we got a match that I really wasn't interested in for, because I'm not a fan I'm not a fan right now of uh, Hank Walker. I feel like we, I feel like they, um, how do I say it? I'm not, I haven't been that big of a fan. Like there hasn't really been anything that made me go, oh shit, you know, I haven't really had that moment yet. With that being said, I loved this match. Holy shit, I had a great time. <laughs> so the reason I love this match, by the way, was the Creed Brothers. I mean, we know that we love the Creed Brothers. We've been loving the Creed Brothers here for a while, I feel. That's nothing new. But dang, man, they're just so good. Especially like Julius, man. He just goes in there and I, I, I sound like a broken record already with the Creed Brothers, but it's true, man. Tag team, singles, it doesn't matter. They're really freaking great. So Julius goes out there and he... um. Uh, he basically gets a really nice uh, spitting kick on Hank Walker, takes him down right away. You see him hit a, a, a shoot, a standing shooting star. From there on, we see Brutus Creed go in there, and right after that, he hits a standing moonsault immediately after. Uh, this match was very entertaining. Anytime that the Creed brothers were uh, on offense, for sure. There was a moment where we saw both. Uh, we saw Hank Walker get Julius in an armbar. That was good. Double clothesline from both guys, from Julius and Hank. They bring them down. Uh, Charlie Dempsey comes out, and he confronts Drew Gulak on the outside. I didn't really care for this, to be honest. I kind of felt like, all right, so you came out during the match, and you guys stared at each other. Thumbs up. Cool. I didn't really care for that. Um, afterwards, we end up seeing uh, what they're calling Brutus is they're calling it a uh, Brutus ball. He goes off the, he jumps off the top rope and he does like, he kind of puts himself like as a little ball and just goes right into his opponent. Um, really like that too. Uh, so Creed Brothers get the win. 
Indusher come out afterwards and they basically challenged them to a match at Vengeance Day. About time, this whole thing with the Creed Brothers and Indusher has been going on for decades at this point. I thought that I was going to come in and be like, oh, I missed the match. It already happened. I'm sure it's going to be a good match. I I'm sure it's going to be good. It'll be fine. It'll be a, it'll be a, a big meaty men match, I think. But yeah, it's been going on for a while. I felt like it was already a given that we were going to be seeing this for Vengeance Day. Um, all right, let's see what we got here and see what people are saying. This is from Ryan who says, hell yeah, the Creed brothers are the best. It won't even happen, but imagine them as a new team angle on SmackDown with Kurt as the manager. Bro, I would sign up for that so fast. Like if that happened to next week, I would be on board, man. I love Kurt Angle. Like the, the man could just come out and say nothing and I would probably be very excited about it. But yeah. Um, all right. So that's where I'm at with all of this here on this whole situation. Electra Lopez versus Wendy Chu. Um, let's see what we got here. This was a fun little match here. I, uh, Electra Lopez gets the win. She's cheating. She uses the brass knucks. Uh, she's done this before already in the past. To me, at least they're giving her something, right? They got to give her something. That's her thing. She cheats in these matches. Cool. Whatever. Wendy Chu. I don't know what's next for Wendy Chu, guys. We've been talking about this. We've been seeing the downfall of Wendy Chu now for a couple of weeks. I mean, we just saw her crying in the ring like not too long ago after she lost to Cora Jade. I don't know what's next for Wendy Chu. How long the downfall is going to continue to go on for? Are we going to see a character change? Are we not going to see a character change? This has been an exhausted topic on this show. So we'll see. Afterwards, we got Grayson Waller and Braun Breaker and their whole thing. So... He's talking smack about Braun Breaker. Braun Breaker makes his way out there. Um, I love that everybody's like going after Braun because they're trying to keep him from like tackling down or beating up Grayson Waller. They don't want this whole brawl un to unfold like it did earlier in that video. Um, so he gets in there and quickly takes down Grayson Waller, but the, the locker room and everybody quickly separates them. So you just see them, you know, be spread apart but then they find their way back like they always do and breaker tries to like take down grayson waller but in doing so he ends up running into the barricade goes straight into the barricade not even like how do i explain this he goes through the barricade makes a hole in the barricade and it was a pretty good spot that garnered a really nice reaction at that commentary did a really good job shout out to vic on this one because he was like holy shit right like he definitely had some enthusiasm uh during this moment so i really like this a whole lot uh i like this a whole lot all righty and that's kind of where we're at yeah everybody's saying they want wendy chu as a royal rumble surprise entrance and i agree i agree and um let's see what else we got <laughs> Zeno hour <laughs> that damn cardboard barricade <laughs> jordan bailey says i feel like wendy chu can connect with the younger main roster fans i also think electra lopez has potential to be a big star one day i do too i feel bad for electra you know she got uh you know she, unfortunately she got axed out of Legado del Fantasma. She could have been on the main roster, you know? So I do feel bad for her. Nobody, I wouldn't want that to happen to me. So I could only imagine she didn't like that either. But you know what? They're finding something for her and something will eventually stick. And, you know, we'll start to see her, you know, improve and all of that. So I, I look forward to her. I look forward to her finding her, uh, her groove. 
Um, Alba Fire versus Casey and Katana. So this was supposed to be Alba Fire versus Casey and Katana for the tag team titles. And then Soruka comes out and she basically helps out Alba Fire. And um, this one here, it basically just goes to show that we don't really have very many women's tag teams on NXT. So Casey and Katana only have certain amounts of options to the point where we were almost going to see Alba Fire take them both on for the women's tag team titles. Didn't really make too much sense, but whatever. But clearly we knew somebody was going to come out. So Ruka, but so Ruka and Alba Fire don't necessarily scream tag team to me whatsoever. I mean, the two couldn't be any more different. Um, So this was really just, I don't know how to explain. This was Casey and Katana getting a win before uh, Vengeance Day to remind us they're still champions, but there really wasn't much to actually make you think like, oh yeah, Alpha Fire and So Ruka are totally going to win this match. Um, but So Ruka has been getting some good buzz for sure. So it's been nice to sort of see what, um, she's quickly become somebody that you remember on the show. That's the best way to put it. Casey gets hits her 450, gets the win. And I pretty much already said my piece with uh, Casey and Katana there. Um, Isla Dawn comes out and she's just kind of like smiling. And, you know, we have, she has her whole beef with Alba Fire, but Alba Fire after this match is upset because Soruka ended up being the one that got pinned in this match. So instead of Alba Fire being thankful that Soruka came out to try and have her back, she was upset that she lost the match. And in her eyes, you know, basically screwed her out of an opportunity of becoming a tag team champion. So she leaves and she's very upset to the point where she doesn't even acknowledge Isla Dawn is even there. So I don't really know what to make of this right now. Uh, Mom Ed has a good team, a good uh, caption here. He says, in regards to Alba Fire and Sol Ruka, he says, their tag team name, their tag team name should be Surf with Fire. I like that. I kind of like that. Oh man, EZ99 says, So Ruka is so good, such a, it's so good. In a couple of months, she will be a big star. She's going to grow. She's going to do well, guys. I see it. We see it already. You see shades of what So Ruka's potential can be. We got a quick segment about stakes between Jack and Wesley. They're going to have a match at Vengeance. To be honest, I don't know what to say about this. Other, I've been saying the exact same thing every week. I'm ready to see Jack defeat Wesley. That's where I'm at on this. And that's that's all I have to contribute. Cora Jade is going to be wrestling a Lyra, Lyra Valkyria. What is her last name again? Valkyria, Valkyria, Valkyria. Oh, damn. I forgot her last name. Valkyra. Oh, fuck. I forgot her last name. All right. So, shit. One week and that's it. I already forgot. Uh, Valkyria. Because I know it's, oh, God, it's going to bother me now. Someone in the chat, help someone in the chat um anyways uh so we're getting Cora and Lyra <laughs> uh we're gonna get that match I'm looking forward to it though I will say that because from what we have seen from Lyra she has been pretty she has she has a presence okay she has a presence everyone she really does um thank you it's with the a I always forget Valkyra 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 whatever okay I remember I had a hard time with the last, okay, I remember I had a really hard time with the last name the first time I heard it, and then I got the hang of it, and then I completely forgot it, completed, Valkyria, Valkyra, you know what, I'm just going to call her Lyra, okay, that's where we're at, 
anyways, moving on from this. So um, we're going to get that match. I think it's going to be good. Like I said, Lyra has a presence. And from what we've seen of her already in the in the past, she's got something. She makes you want to, you know, take a second glance and look and see what she's doing. And that's definitely something that's not easy to have, especially like just within like weeks and whatnot. So this was fine. Um, all right. So let's get into the championship segment. And before I do, actually, everyone, um, tomorrow, tomorrow, on my channel at 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, I'm actually going to be going live with Brian Alvarez on my YouTube channel to do Royal Rumble predictions. The Royal Rumble is taking place this weekend, as you guys know. And Brian from F4W will be there to join me. So uh, he'll be there and uh, right before Wrestling Observer Live. So if you guys want to get a double dose of Brian, uh, he will be on my show to do Royal Rumble predictions. And that'll be taking place on my YouTube channel. So if you guys want to watch that, Again, that's tomorrow at 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time. I think we'll have a really good time. It'll be Brian's second time on my show, so I'm excited. All righty. And now, the Championship Summit. So, like I said, last week I didn't watch NXT. And uh, so, there apparently was the turn from JC and Gigi, uh, I guess, you know, that was the thing, right? Okay, so I didn't know what happened, okay? I didn't know what happened. I was like, okay, so there was a turn. Great, whatever. So I'm thinking, okay, this is it. Like, they're going to do something with JC and Gigi Dolan here. We get, uh, earlier in the night, we get JC, jo uh, JC does an interview with Mackenzie Mitchell. In this interview, she's talking about how, uh, you know, she's been carrying Gigi Dolan since day one, that uh, Gigi has anchored her down and that she re refuses to let her stop her from becoming champion and this and that. Um, so then we get this championship summit, which is supposed to be the contract signing between for the match with Gigi versus JC versus Roxanne at Vengeance Day. So <laughs> throughout this, we see Gigi and JC basically just arguing and talking smack to each other. And I mean, really talking smack. They did so good at talking smack to each other. I bought this. I was like, okay, they really are done being best friends. This is it. This is over. And my prediction was, my prediction was that the way that it was going to end was with probably um, Gigi and JC basically screwing each other during that match and Roxanne Perez getting the win. That's what I was expecting. I was expecting them to be so so full of hate for each other that it would screw them. They would both screw each other out of actually being able to defeat Roxanne Perez. So that was my whole prediction going into this uh, triple threat match. And this ended up being an entire swerve. But I like this because so um, we get this really good back and forth between Gigi and JC. We got um, JC basically saying that she dragged Gigi uh, to success and that uh, if it wasn't for her, she would just be a YouTube sensation. Yeah, I took no offense to that whatsoever, by the way. Uh, she would just be a YouTube sensation, uh, living it out out in the uh, indie scene. So basically throwing a shot at uh, Gigi and where she came from. As you guys know, she was making the rounds uh, in the independent wrestling scene. Shit, I, I ring announced Gigi. Uh, you know, multiple times on the indies and whatnot. So that's 
you know, there you go. But anyway, so Gigi then throws a really dirty, embarrassing story about JC. She says that JC gets so nervous before a match that she has to puke right before that there is a bucket with her name on it right in Gorilla. And I thought, oh, this is great. Like, they really are pulling out all the stops here. Uh, JC calls Gigi a pathological liar. Gigi then says, who's going to hold your hair up while you're barfing and I'm holding the championship? Roxanne is like, oh, I'm enjoying this. This is great. And then she's, um, Gigi tells her, like, you were a third, she tells JC, you were a third wheel in Toxic Attraction and you're going to be a third wheel in this match. So they had some really good like back and forth here. I was completely into this. Um, And so they get into each other's face and then there's finally the, they both turn and look at Roxanne and they attack Roxanne and uh, they're, they are, it was all, it was all a plan all along. It was all a plan and she is, <laughs> they are not beefing with each other. They were just trying to fool Roxanne and uh, me, apparently. So um, this was good. I liked it because I honestly kind of got my hopes up a little bit. I'm not going to lie. I got my hopes up. I wanted to see Gigi and JC kind of go at it because I dug this. I really did. I dug it. Now I'm a little sad. I'm a little sad that we're, I, I want to get this. Maybe I'm hoping, maybe something will happen in the match that will really cause them to uh, drift apart. I don't know. I want to see the story between JC and Gigi. I want to see two mean girls be mean to each other. Is that weird? I want to see that. That's what I want to see. If not, I would like to see Tiffany Stratton maybe take over as the group leader. I wouldn't be against it. Alrighty, everyone. So let's see what else we got here. Uh, uh, let's see what else we got here. See what people are saying. Um, Justin Martin says, as a wrestling fan, we train ourselves to expect the swerve. In this case, it was really easy to spot. Gigi and JC were too over the top with their insults. I liked it, though. I thought their insults were great. You don't tell somebody like, oh, yeah, she was out there barfing before the main event. Like only a best friend would know if you're out there barfing before a match. And then for a best friend to let out a secret like that, I thought that was pretty believable. Uh, all righty, and let's see what else we got here. <laughs> oh man, some of these comments I can't read. Ryan Lesko says, me too, two hot chicks going at it. I said I can't read it and then I read it. Um, all righty, and let's see what else we got. This is from Heidi Ho who also says he likes the idea they'd pair well with Sonia. I agree, I agree. I would like Sonya in that situation. No, I mean, I get it because we'd seen Sonya with them before when she came in to help out her friend Mandy, but I would prefer Tiffany Stratton. She has more of that. Uh, she has more of that vibe, more of that aura. Um, so there you guys go. That, my friends, was NXT January 24th. We got one more NXT before Vengeance Day. And yeah. All right, so tomorrow I will be back for AEW Dynamite. Um, that's to be a pretty good show. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, usually Wednesday nights here are my uh, busiest nights of the week. So if you guys want to come out and check out the show, uh, we usually have a really good time. So make sure you guys come through. Uh, this Friday, I will be in San Antonio for uh, the Royal Rumble. So I will be there uh, doing work and whatnot. But I am planning on doing a, a SmackDown post show. Uh, so please catch me there. I will be back on Saturday. I'll be on my, I won't have the same setup as this, but 
uh, will make the show work regardless, unless I have terrible Wi-Fi, but hopefully not because I am going to be at an Airbnb. So usually Airbnbs have like way better Wi-Fi than hotels, believe it or not. So yeah, I'm looking forward to a Royal Rumble weekend. Uh, if you guys haven't gone over to my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Denise Salcedo, head on over there. I'm planning on getting tons of content. I'm going to be vlogging the Rumble weekend. It's going to be a good time. So I'll see you guys tomorrow and on Friday. And I hope you guys have an awesome night. Thank you so much, everyone. Take care.